and go with the theme song. I'm Gavin. Wait, wait one second, one second, one second. I usually just try not to say anything at all. Um, I'm Gus. Yeah. It's like it's like a crime scene. Not interesting. Yeah, I'd rather talk about the bag of trail mix. It's close to A in my heart. What's her name? It's Matt. Uh, I don't know. Anyone in the world who fucking does that. Um. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the drug tank. I'm pretty sure this is how the swine flu started. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Drunk Tank. Well, the theme song done by Cake, I think. Yeah, who did that? Uh, yeah, that yeah. was Nefoni, or Nef- Nefyani. N-E-F-Y-O-N-I. Y-O-N-I. Wait, were you listed in there? I didn't hear your name, or Bernie's name. Uh, I don't know. I heard Gav's, which he hasn't been on the podcast well, in a I guess, while. I guess that means we're not in the show. Yeah, nope, okay. It. Well, it's all you, Jack. <laughs> well, no, I wasn't on there either. You work for years, <laughs> and you get no fucking credit. We are gustless this week, so we may be angerless. And joelless. No, definitely. So we're <laughs> angerless and retardless. <laughs> you know you know what, Joel? Joel has driving me crazy the last week and a half because I have desperately been trying to find a home for the office cat. For the coolest Joe. cat in the world. Poor Joe. Yeah, we didn't actually mention him on the podcast because we knew that probably somebody who listens would want the cat and it yeah. would become this long process of, well... How do we get the cat to Canada? (laughs) (laughs) Not to Oregon after last week. Nobody from Oregon. No, nobody from Oregon. Hey, I'll take your cat and I'll throw it off a damn bridge. (laughs) But uh, so Joel, anyway, Joel and this cat are clearly made for each other. Joel is a single man, can obviously have a cat, no problems. He should have taken the cat. Everybody realized that. Loves the cat. Loves the cat. The cat loves Joel. And he he was fucking with me during that whole process. I know it. He was fucking with me. Because he would come in and he would say... I think I'm going to take the cat. And then I'd say, okay, well, do you want the cat? I'd go, that would be great. This, by the way, happened about 30 times. And then he'd go, no, 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 I can't take the cat. No, no. Like I had asked him, like I'd imposed on him telling me he had to take the cat. And it was almost turning into a sitcom situation because Joel would say he doesn't want the cat. And Matt would be there and he'd say, no, Joel doesn't want the cat. Then Matt would leave, right? Then about 40 minutes later, Joel would come in by himself and say to me, all right, I think I'm ready to negotiate for this cat. And I, negotiate. Said, okay. and I said, all right. I said, do you want the cat? Because I'd love for you to have the cat. Then as soon as I would say that, Matt would walk in, and Matt would say, Bernie, he said he already said he doesn't want the cat. <laughs> and then later, Matt talked to me, and he goes, you keep trying to push this cat on Joel. Don't do that. And I said, no, I'm not. Joel keeps asking me for the cat. And even yesterday, when Krista, who works on Pajama Achievements, she's one of the girls from Pajama Achievements, she took the cat, great home. Hopefully, Joel will be very happy there. Joel had to go with us. Yes. Why? Think, by the way, the cat's name is Joe, and then we're talking about Joel, who's, you know... Not to be confused. Our office parrot, or whatever. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> He's our official mascot. The other pet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he had to come with us. Even to the moment where she took the cat and we walked away, he was still saying, I could possibly Well, she has a cat. dog, and I think in his mind he was thinking, if the cat and the dog don't get along, I'm going to throw him in my car and take him to my house. Like, he was waiting for that moment to happen, to have an excuse to be like... All right, I'll do it. Do you think it was that, or do you think he was looking for any opportunity to go to a girl's apartment? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I pulled, I, I did something where I went to go make a tag for Joe, and I was going to make it with Krista's phone number on it. And I thought, oh, I'm going to text. I don't have Krista's phone number. I need to find it out. So I'll just text Jack and get her phone number. I thought, ah, I'll text Joel and get her phone number through Joel. So I wonder if Joel even knew that, or if he's already erased the text message. <laughs> I, what do you think? I have the feeling he has no idea no. that he had her phone number because I texted him through her or him heard through him. Yeah, no. However you want to say that, it. that sounds like a sitcom. 
Oh man, I just you know I'm just I'm very happy that Joel has uh, Joe has a new home and Joel will have a new home next week. <laughs> and th- next week's uh, thrilling conclusion will be: Does Joel want lunch? I don't know, man. I think I, I just, I it's, so, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Calories. Uh, well, yeah, but Joe Joe seemed very happy when we left last night. He was he had a new little house that you bought for him, and he curled up in very quickly. Yeah, when I was at PetSmart buying the uh, tag for him, I bought him a little like cubby. To sit in, sure. he took to it immediately. Immediately, really? like which is amazing. Like if you have cats, it, it literally is like a process. You have to like wean them into something. Yeah, or I guess weaning is the opposite. We, we bought him the kitty bed, and he couldn't. He wouldn't go within a hundred feet of it here. Yeah. So I don't think many people know about Jack. Who Jack, by the way, is joining us. Oh, this hey, week. what's up, guys? Uh, from Jack from Achievement Hunter, and I'm Bernie. I'm also Jeff <laughs> from Achievement Hunter, uh, and Jack has two cats named Uday and Kuse. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> might be the only funny thing you've ever done. Yeah, uh, no, it's pretty true. damn funny. Yeah, well, well, I got them. Okay, so we had two cats in my parents' house, and they were brother sister, and they were probably the most purebred cats because the majority of the cats in my parents' house they lived outside, so a lot of inbreeding going on. A lot of cats with six, seven toes. Wait, wait, wait a minute. How many cats do your parents have? Well, I mean, like none lived in the house at the time. They were all outdoor cats. And well, how many outdoor cats? You say cats that like had? that's a qualification that makes it normal. Yeah, <laughs> they were all over the roof. <laughs> they were clawing at the windows. Well, I mean, like there were there were probably. I mean, they're they're sort of like neighborhood cats, but I would say there's probably like eight or nine of them that kind of just like roamed around. But like, wait, let me ask you this: Did your parents feed them? Yeah, yeah. Okay, then your then your parents had nine outdoor cats. Okay. That's right. That's how that works. But you know what? We also have no spiders and no snakes around our house, too, which is pretty awesome. You got so. spi- you got spider-hating cats? That's <laughs> pretty impressive. We also didn't have any birds or small children. <laughs> but uh, so I took these two cats, and um, I was going to name them Ari and Uzi from uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. And, um, sure. and literally, like, the week before I got these cats, uh, Saddam Hussein's kids got killed in that one explosion or whatever. Or, like, they, they blew up the, the building they oh, were in. Oh, this was after they died. This was, like, right after. So, it, like, in response to that, I named my cats Ari and Uzi. Or Ari uh, Uday and Kuse. <laughs> you know what the weird thing is, too, is that in homage or in hahaj? Well, okay, so my sort of thought is if you take something terrifying and name something really, really cute after it, it takes away that power that name has. Is that why you have the Hitler mustache? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. The guy at the coffee shop has a Hitler I know, mustache. it freaks me out. I <laughs> like that guy too, but it's, he's hard to talk to right now. <laughs> that Hitler mustache, that's probably Hitler's biggest impact in history, I think, <laughs> is that, yeah, I mean, World War II is super bad in the Holocaust. That mustache, though, will never come back into style. No, no. We're talking like 300 years from now. There are people, like at some point, there are people named Adolf, and it's not like a big deal. It's not, you know, really. You don't point. see it a lot, but there, I know, there are. I some, know a dude whose middle name Adolf. is Adolf. You know? really? Yeah. Wow. And uh, and as time goes on, that will be not much a big, not such a big deal, at, for, you know, at all. But just like you know, I'm going to name my next kid Genghis, for instance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that mustache, that's no, that's never going to happen. And again. also a fantastic internet meme. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, have downfall you ever, video. Have you ever seen? Remember that old site? I love old sites on the internet, and it's weird that we're talking about these two topics back to back because just the other day I went and found cats that look like Hitler dot com. Do you remember that site? <laughs> yeah, the, the Hitler that was an awesome cats. site. Yeah. Yeah. It's just people who post pictures of their cats. That de- that predates I can has cheeseburger and all the other cat sites. Yeah, that I can remember. Yeah, for sure. And it's just cats, people who have cats that have that Hitler mustache. That was back around the time of, like, Stuff on My Cat as well. Yeah, that was, yeah. people would pile shit on their cats. Boy, and see, somehow Stuff on My Cat did not become... 
Did they make a? Did they get in that phase think, of crazy blogs to books? I think they made a book. Yeah, I think did they? they did. Is that over yet? The blogs to book phase? I don't think I don't so. Think so. Um, Not till Gary Vee pushes out his ten books, right? Because <laughs> quote unquote yeah, nine book to go. deal. Yeah. Why don't you just call that an infinity book deal? Because <laughs> you know, if you continue to sell best selling books, they're going to keep making books for you. Did you ever see the the website stuff white people like? Yeah, that was pretty funny. They they got a book deal too. I showed I showed Jack that. Uh, Black people, white people, flash video. <laughs> I don't know what you'd call that. I, I don't know what you'd call that thing. I'll have to link that. But if you're going to listen to it at work, turn your speakers down. Not because it's – is it racist? I don't even no, know. No, not at all. It's, it's hilarious. just goofy and funny. It's very goofy, but it's loud. So it's, it's, it's safe for work. It's just too loud for work. Well, since we're talking about cats – and this is a kind of a video game podcast. What kind of podcast is this? It's a pop culture technology podcast, I think. So. Stuff my my dad hates. <laughs> it's the anti-Jack's dad podcast. Yeah. I, I want to complain about something. Okay. Because I went and bought Modern Warfare 2. Hey, congrats. I, I did not go to the midnight launch. I, I don't have that in me to go to midnight launches. Sure. And Left 4 Dead 2 came out. I didn't even go to the midnight launch for Left 4 Dead 2. I was even awake. I was I was up and five minutes from a GameStop and I thought... If I go out at 12.01, I'm going to be up till 4 in the morning playing this game. That's true. I get it. So yeah. I'm just not going to do it. But I bought Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2 the other day, and I saw behind the counter they had the Modern Warfare 2 branded throat communicator. Oh, is that what that is you're holding? That's what I'm holding. And this is a device that replaces your Xbox Live microphone that goes around your neck, and it goes... Here, I'll demonstrate for you. See here, it pinches onto the, my side of my throat here. Okay. I probably have too thick of a neck for what this is intended for. I probably have to shift it like this. So this replaces, and you have a little earpiece that plugs in, and dang, and you've replaced your dorky big white headset. Okay. With a dorky big black throat choker. Yeah, you're wearing a choker, a stylish <laughs> choker. You know, and and uh, I thought, wow, I will do anything I can to replace the horrible Xbox Live voice experience that I have. It's the Aside from the fact I just read that Xbox 360s now have a 60% chance of red ringing. That's the new study they Still? did. Still? They it said that overall, I, that's overall. Oh, okay. I think that was in the UK, wasn't it? And that was uh that was like first gen. I could be wrong about that, but I glanced at that headline. I've had 3 red ring on me. I've had 4. But I've also had 3 separate boxes. I've had two arcades and a pro. But yeah. I got I got to say when I have they do replace them very quickly and it's yeah. one of those weird things with me where I might this might be the limit extent of my fanboyism, I don't seem to care. You yeah, know, same here. It's like, okay, I'll just get I'll get another one. Well, also, we're, I mean, I think we're in the same situation. You have multiple Xboxes, right? That is true. I don't go without an Xbox. Exactly. Yeah. See, if I only had one and I lost it, I would I would be shit out of luck. I mean, actually, uh, when, when you and I were just becoming friends, I lost my 360 the week before Halo 3 came out. Remember that? And I had to borrow a 360 from you. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, yeah that's wow. right. And I, I literally, I was like, I, it couldn't have been the worst timing. Literally, the week before Halo 3, my box red ringed on me. Yeah, I guess it's true. We're not typical, because I have four 360s in my house. <laughs> I'm supposed to be in an office full of them. So. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but like, the last time I had a red ring, my, my Xbox red ringed on a Saturday. So I went to the website. I went through the little deal. It takes about two seconds on the website to do. Monday, I had the box. And I got my Xbox back the next Friday, so it was less than a week. Well, also the the repair centers in McKinney, Texas. Which yeah, is, we're so we're I guess us? we're lucky. It's just near Dallas, right? It's I like think. we're all. We also have an Austin, Texas Netflix shipping center, <laughs> yeah. which is nice. It's Gamefly nice. was supposed to open up an Austin location too. I don't know if they ever did, but they were talking about it. You can drop a Netflix envelope in the mailbox at the post office, and by the time you get back to your computer, they've registered somehow that you've returned it. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Well, don't they have, like, Netflix mail drops now, like, specifically for Netflix discs? Do they really? I've, I saw a photo of that somewhere where it was, like, 
someone was complaining, like some other competing company was complaining that the U.S. Postal Service is giving them preferential treatment. They, I, I swear to God. They kind of are. They have the thing now where you can put the barcode in the exterior window. And does that scan take place at Netflix or does it take place at the I, post office? I would assume it takes place at Netflix. I, I don't know. Who knows? I, if, if we woke up tomorrow and well, Netflix bought the post office, that wouldn't surprise <laughs> me at all. I mean, this, I, I just heard that Comcast is buying NBC. Uh, well, that's that, the rumor, right? Yeah, is that true? Right. I don't know if it's official, but uh, apparently there's a lot you, of talk about it. Yeah, if you read the industry trades, well, apparently Comcast, that is going to happen. Comcast owns G4, E, Style, and some other. All the like big the, networks. The horror, the horror network, right? Like Lifestyle Network. Or is that, yeah. so, is that someone different? No, that's Comcast. No, no, that that's is Comcast. Comcast, yeah. Wow, so you go from owning G4 to owning NBC. Mm-hmm. Damn. Which 10 years ago would have been awesome. But yeah. NBC's still good on Thursday nights. Yeah, but they're just getting destroyed in the ratings. I love NBC, well, don't get me wrong. They have the two TV shows I watched, 30 Rock and The Office, are on NBC. So, well, do, have you watched Community? Yeah, I couldn't get into it. Really? I, I really yeah. like it. Like, I like Joe McHale. I love I, it. I like, the, I like the, what's his face, the Derek Comedy guy. He's yeah. Dan, Dan, Danny, Donald Glover? Daniel Glover. Daniel Glover. Yeah. <laughs> I loved him in Die Hard. Yeah, he was awesome. <laughs> he's he's in Lethal, take over Lethal Weapon 8. <laughs> and Billy Pesci. Look at it in there together. But I want to go back to my Modern Warfare oh, yeah. 2 throat communicator. Sure. I bought this thing. I'm super excited because while I can tolerate just about everything on the 360, the one thing I refuse to tolerate is the lousy quality of voice messages. If pe- people send me voice messages on Xbox Live all day, I just don't listen to them. Yep. Because I don't have my headset on 24 hours a day. And if you try to play those things over the speakers, they just sound unbelievably horrible. Yeah, yeah. and it's, so, it sounds I just like delete them. It sounds like a tin can, and not like a, someone talking on a tin can, but like someone shouted into a tin can and then <laughs> sealed it and then sent you the tin can, <laughs> and then you opened it to hear the message. That's what it sounds like underwater. Why? Why is there like you? You would think it would be a smart thing for Microsoft to do to give you more options of what you accept and what you don't accept. I on, agree. Like yeah. Like for, like friend like friends popping online. I know when we're doing Achievement Hunter videos, we have people pop on all the time, and it's just, before I would go and sort of black out people's names and stuff, now I, just don't, I don't give a shit, but it's like, I wish there was an option to say... You're saying the alert appears in your yeah, videos. Yeah, X person has signed on, or sure. whatever. I wish, you, I wish I could just disable that. And you can turn off alerts, which is cool, but then that turns off your Achievement yeah, Pops, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Right. I wish you could just, like, there were checkboxes, like, what you want and what you don't want. And also, like, I refuse to accept voicemail, or, or voice messages. I wish you could just uncheck that. And I've written it in my profile, but you end up sounding like a dick for whatever reason. You yeah. know, just send me a text. It's yeah, I can yeah, read yeah, it, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I have to bust out my headset. I don't have my headset on when I'm playing Fable 2. Yeah, 99% of the time I play a game, I don't have my headset on because I look like a dickhead. <laughs> and my wife, my wife's not a nerd, and her friends aren't nerds, and she has all these cool chicks come over to hang out and do whatever hot chicks do that doesn't involve me. And I'll be sitting in the living room with a fucking big, white, goofy headset on, and they go, oh, hey, Jeff, what are you doing? And I'm like, play a Modern Warfare 2. Hold on a second. I gotta tell my friend something. It's you like a fucking retard. I, even when I see it in movies now, you know how there's always that scene where someone walks through a living room and there's the two guys on the couch. They're always playing a football game, usually or, yeah. or Halo now. And sometimes they have the headset on. And when they have the headset on, it's like you're trying too hard. You know, yeah. we get it. We get it. They're playing a video game. Or like two guys sitting side by side with headsets on. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, it's the Although there's, there's well, not an intern on that set who's like, that's not right. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. come on, guys, back off, back off a little bit. Put the headsets away. But there was that one funny scene in the breakup when Vince Vaughn is yelling at a thirteen-year-old over his headset. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. That was good. Um, so I so but I busted out this throat communicator. I recorded one message with it. I just was going to send a message to you saying I got my new throat mm-hmm. communicator, 
and you know you can record it and then listen to your own message. I just I want to test the quality of this thing. Wow, it's like, hey, <laughs> I mean, it's almost like swallowing your normal Xbox Live microphone. <laughs> and I paid thirty bucks for this thing, and it comes in that hard sealed oh, plastic uh. shit. And I think the sole purpose of that stuff is so that you feel like you can't return anything. Yeah. Because I took a chainsaw to this thing or I just stretched it, ripped it apart. So there's no way now that I can return this thing. And I get, I look at the package. I'm like, well, it's 29 bucks. Maybe I can return it. I'm looking at the package. And I think, damn, I can't believe that Infinity Ward or Xbox would put this thing out and it's not good. What the hell? What is this? What is this here in the small, <laughs> tiny, in the back of the package, in the corner? What is this logo? Mad cats. Mad cats. Really? What in the? F- They're even hiding their own logo now. I mean, you. It was so tiny on the back of the package. I should have brought it in so you could see it. It wasn't on the front anywhere. It didn't say Mad Cats anywhere. It doesn't say Mad Cats on that. No, no. It? It's branded Modern Warfare Two on the little volume and an MW Two on the throat part. In a sense, and clearly we're not sponsored by Mad Cats to talk about their product. <laughs> in a sense, the Mad Cats. Brand is a very valuable brand to me because when I see it, I go, I'm never going to buy that. Whatever <laughs> that thing is, I'm, I'm not going to buy it. And I don't understand that. Why are all the third-party accessories for consoles inherently worse? Why are there no better products? In the right. PC world, Sure, there are people who dedicate themselves to making awesome accessories, and they're better than what you can normally get. And that's just not the case with consoles. That's a really good question. What, what is the deal there? Why don't they make like a like a super Xbox 360 controller that costs eighty bucks? Yeah, like a, like a premier like, one, like, like grips on it and shit. And yeah, yeah, like something really nice. Yeah, like the maybe pro controller. Maybe because Microsoft might go, hey, that's great. Sell it for a few months, and then we'll disable it. So you can't. Because <laughs> I guess the one thing that's like that is they make better memory cards, and then oh, we, yeah. we bought a memory card that. Jeff and I did, you could store up to four gigs on this thing. Or you, it was expandable to, what, 16 gigs? Uh, eight or 16, yeah. It was a lot. It would take little memory cards. It was like almost like an adapter for those small SDHC okay. memory mm-hmm. cards. So as big as those got, then you could have that amount of storage on your memory card. And then in the last update, Microsoft warned everybody, we're going to disable these things because people could use them to cheat. That's horrible. Well, in a way, it is. Well, in a I mean, way, like, but they they have a point. I mean, it is it is a very quick and easy way to get saved games from your Xbox to your computer. Uh, I guess. But, so, but I mean, like, what's what's the largest memory card you can buy legal or not legally, but like from Microsoft? Five hundred twelve megs. Five hundred twelve megs. Half a gig. And it's it's what probably like forty bucks, right? Uh, about fifty. Yeah, forty fifty bucks. Yeah, I'll I can. I mean, right now you can go online and buy a ten like a what an eight gig thumb drive for 10 bucks and it's like like really i mean microsoft can't you i mean like you know a 120 gig hard drive from microsoft is still a hundred dollars a 512 megabyte memory card from xbox microsoft is 29.99 now that's okay. actually cheaper oh that's pretty cheap yeah i would like to buy a new one actually but you're capped there's yeah no, exactly there's no higher capacity alternative yeah and i know like i know me and jeff like we move or jeff, jeff and, and I, I thank you i caught myself uh, Jeff and I, we move around quite a bit, like from Xbox to Xbox, and so I have like recently I've been putting everything I do on a memory card, right? And I'm gonna hit a, I'm gonna hit a point where it's like, well, shit, I'm full. What am I gonna do with the stuff on here? Well, it's gonna be if you have a 512 meg card. To be fair, it's gonna be a while before you hit that cap. Now, wait a second, Fallout Three that did it to me. That's not necessarily true because if I had my 16 gig card, I could have just stored my Fable DLC on that. That's true, and just walked around with it. And that would have been really cool because then I wouldn't have to download it on every single we, console. We ran, we, we ran into that issue at PAX last year with the Griffball Tournament. Yes. Remember that? 
Yeah, because we we had to we had to download like the uh, what the, the the pack or whatever for map packs. The map packs. That's another great example. Were too big to fit onto a memory card, and those like, but it was like ten megs off. It was like yep. we almost got it on, but we then had to download it to hard drive. So yeah, it was a I pain mean, in the ass. You know, D- DLC is clearly the future of this platform, and if that's the case, you know, if they're doing games on demand. There's got to be a better mobile solution for your first party memory. I agree. Or a higher capacity one, let's put it that way. Speaking of DLC, they also need to make black ones. <clears throat> yeah, no kidding. Right? <laughs> Speaking of DLC, when is there going to be more Fable 2 DLC? I am a, I'm addicted to that game. You guys love that I game. I don't know how it no, happened. No. I you, love it. You took a very Bernie path with that word. I did, I did. You talked about how much you disliked it, or you were disappointed by it, but your wife was playing it, so you sat there and watched it, then you played it a little bit, and it was still just repetitive, and then... Click, you love it. And yeah. It's one of your favorite games. It hit now. me all at once, like getting hit in the face with a baseball bat of fun. It was just like, <laughs> I, I like had a turn, and immediately I was like, wait a minute, I'm in love with this game. And you know what else I want? I want a video game, I, des- I decided last night, that is purely real estate management. That's the most fun I have in that game. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> That's SimCity, right? No, it's different. See, in this you can buy, in Fable 2, you can buy property. And you can buy stores and bars and hotels. Well, you can rent out houses, basically. Assassin's Creed 2 has a little bit of that. And you can raise and lower your rent and stuff. Oh, and it's, it's pretty rudimentary, but I, the possibilities are endless. The cool thing about it is that when you turn off the game, the money still generates. Oh, wow. So if you're thinking about Fable 2, go ahead and either rent it or download the first episode. Buy a couple houses, then just leave the game off for three months. Oh, it's so great. And you'll have all the gold you'll need. Oh, wow. It's so great. We finally hit that threshold last night where we're making enough. We we own enough property where, like, every minute we're making, like, three or four grand. And it's just, like, it's fantastic. (laughs) It's the best thing ever. You're like, every ten minutes you're like, oh, I can buy a new house now. This is this is how the real life should, real world should work. <laughs> you know, there is that old thing too that people say if if you had to cut a check for your taxes if they didn't withhold it and you actually saw what was going out, you had to write that check. Everyone would be they'd say everyone everyone would be a Republican day one. Right, do that right, um, and you can see that in Fable. Like you'll see this tick. Like all of a sudden, over your head will appear. For me, it's now twelve thousand gold. Ding. You know, I just get twelve thousand gold for my rental properties. Then you start getting hit for all the stuff, all your expenses too, and you can see those coming through. Mostly, it's families and kids. It feels like alimony in a way. You know, yeah, that's I, kind of. I always hear dudes complaining about their alimony that they pay or their child support. And it seems like that I don't have that in my life. I mean, my wife just takes all my money out of my checking <laughs> account, so I don't see it. NASCAR checks. Yeah, but uh, but you see the tick like minus hundred gold for this family, I and mean, then of course in Fable Two you have multiple families, so it's like <laughs> minus hundred, minus hundred fifty. You're like, God damn, here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> then you go to the bar and have a beer, watching <laughs> you, your money go away. You go to your bar, yeah, and, you know, have a beer. And meet a nice girl and start another family. <laughs> <laughs> I did feel kind of weird, though. I looked I looked last night at about 11.30. I started playing it with my wife. And I looked at my friends. I started like 27 people on. And it was like, I don't know, 18 people playing Modern Warfare 2. And then the rest playing Left 4 Dead. And then Jeff playing two-year-old Fable 2. <laughs> I didn't care at all. Yeah, no, I'm that I way. Was, I, I was having a blast. I was playing Fable 2 while everyone else was playing Modern Warfare as well. Yeah. But you guys finished all that. Well, uh, no, kind of. not even close. Like, okay, so we, we put out 21 Modern Warfare 2 videos as of right now. Um, they're doing really, really well. And um, But this week we had Left 4 Dead 2 and Assassin's Creed 2 hit. And so Jeff and I have split up. I'm doing Assassin's Creed 2. He's doing Left 4 Dead 2. And ultimately we're going to kind of re- regroup and keep working on yeah, Modern Warfare. Yeah, we've got another another 12 Modern Warfare videos we can do. Yeah. So you've been playing Left 4 Dead. You said it's uh, the new one is extremely hard in comparison to Left 4 Dead 1. Dude, it's unbelievable. Andrew Panton and I s- sat down yesterday 
<clears throat> Andrew Penton from the site, who is like the world's best Left 4 Dead player, from what I can tell. He's the world's best player in yeah, general. Yeah, the, the dude's great at everything, but he's really good at Left 4 Dead. That's like his thing. And uh, he and I sat down to do this uh, Garden Gnome achievement, which is it's kind of a, like an homage to the Half-Life 2 orange box achievement, where you have to take uh, episode 2, take the gnome from the start of the game to the end. You have to pick it up at the second chapter of Dark Carnival and just take him to the helicopter at the end of Dark Carnival. And we're like, we're playing a regular which is like you spit at a zombie and it dies on regular. And we're like, yeah, no problem. It took us probably three hours. Jesus. And we probably wiped, I'm going to guess, five times. I can't believe how hard that game is. It's mm. it's tremendously difficult. It used to be, like we were talking about this, like now if somebody sets off a car alarm, I might drive to their house to kill them. Because <laughs> before somebody set off a car alarm and a horde comes and you're like, oh, okay, I'll knock out these 15 zombies. Let's and fight really through this. The, the hordes don't stop. Like, there'll be a break of, like, 10 seconds for you to try and heal or do some adrenaline, and then it's just, like, it's constant. I had a, We had a point uh, on the fourth chapter of Dark Carnival where we just had a constant horde of zombies, and we just had to slowly work our way through it. I put it in a video. I had six straight hordes coming, and, like, you'd blow, you'd blow through them, and you'd be like, whew, that was, what the fuck? And they'd be coming <laughs> again, and it just never ended. And the hordes are, like, three times as big as they used to be. And it's just fun. And, and they have the fucking clowns that come at you, and they're like, hey, zombies. Follow me. It's fucking, it's a nightmare. That was a whistle, by the way. Yeah, it was a lame whistle. <laughs> that noise was just I wasn't, of a whistle. I wasn't prepared to whistle, so. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, you hadn't stretched and warmed up. <laughs> so at what point do you get Abigail Breslin and that, that chick from Superbad? When do they show up? I don't know what you're talking about. Really? He's no. talking about Zombieland. Zombieland. Oh, I, saw, I, I, saw, I haven't seen it. I'm sorry. I saw Zombieland with uh, Matt the other night, and he, he said, wow, I wonder if anybody like feels that Left 4 Dead 2, these obviously were developed at the same time. But the fact there's a clown zombie, spoiler, in uh, Zombieland. You're supposed to say spoiler before you say what the spoiler Fuck the, is. Zombieland's been out for a month. That's true. A month. Two months. Two months, yeah. Um, you know, the fact that the clowns figure into Zombieland and then they go to an amusement park, spoiler, in Zombieland. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they do the same thing in uh, Left 4 Dead 2. I, he just was, he was asking about that. I thought, uh, you know. Well, I, I, don't like, think, I don't think anybody. Has I was, said tell, I was telling him I saw a premiere here in Austin and the director was there. And they said they've been developing the script for like eight years. So. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it was just pure coincidence or something. Well, Zombieland did come out before Left 4 Dead 2, technically. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but how how many thing. settings can you put zombies in though? I mean, eventually you're gonna have overlap, right? Well, people are scared of clowns. Underwater that's zombies. True. Are there any underwater zombies yet? Lucia Fulci's movie Zombie has a zombie with an movie. eye. Yeah, yeah. That's the shark versus zombie scene, right? Yep. Yep. That's. Have you seen that, Bernie? I have seen that. Oh my god, that's a, that's a DVD. link dump video right there. Yeah, when the zombie fights the shark. That's yeah. the awesome. the thirty seconds of good film in that movie, pretty <laughs> much. You know, I had seen that movie on video store shelves for years, the, with the rotting zombie face and all that, and I just couldn't bring myself to ever watch it. Yeah. Ever. It's actually a pretty boring movie. <laughs> I would imagine so. I think I might have it on DVD. I think I bought it like in ninety seven when DVDs first came out. It was one of the first DVDs I saw. I could have sworn there was a Italian version of Dawn of the Dead where they essentially just. Ripped it off back in the days when the the world wasn't interconnected. And well, they did that for a bunch of movies, right? Like the Draft House had a whole series of like Indian Superman or, or Indian Spider Man, all, all the yeah. Turkish movies too. Yeah, Turkish Star Wars, Turkish it, Wizard of Oz. We just got in the mail. We just got our Iraqi bootleg oh. <laughs> Red versus Blue box set. One of the guys who was stationed over in Iraq bought the Red versus Blue box set, and it's the Iraqi bootleg edition. It has an Unreal Tournament. Image on the cover. That's so awesome. And can you, Jeff, can you read the summary on the back yeah, of the box set? I'm going to read the summary. This is what uh, the box set of Red vs. Blue is all about. If you, were, <laughs> if you, if you wanted to be enticed in Iraq to buy this, 
uh, it's one of the most talked about user-created video of a video game. Red versus Blue gives viewers a new take on the Halo universe, and R vs. B creators talk to Martin about their internet fad. Kevin reveals some secrets on PC password hacks, as well as part two of his Spurts program. And that's S-P-E-R-T-S, Spurts program. <laughs> so we don't so, know who Kevin or and Martin, Martin are, but uh, you know we really appreciate them making Red vs. Blue. <laughs> and, and also letting us know all about Spurts. <laughs> What is that supposed to be? Spurts? Sports, maybe? I don't know. Spartans? Is that what? Our Spurts program. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I, I don't think I want to know. Well, I also just got a, in my personal comments on the site, someone also just wrote to congratulate me on getting our box set uh, in Libya. And he sent me a picture of it. Oh, wow, really? It's a complete seasons one through five. It is available in three languages, English, Spanish, and French. I would love to hear. Oh, yeah, dude, that'd, dude, be, that'd be awesome. What, the, what does the Lopez stuff sound and like in Spanish? Is it, it English? <laughs> that'd <laughs> be great. Question. Lopez is stuck in the English setting, and uh, it's uh, Reverse Blue. It's distributed by Warner Brothers apparently in uh, <laughs> Libya. So Warner Brothers Libya. Wow, yeah, that's really great. I'm so happy. <laughs> so happy. Hey, and that was Madman Mo that sent that to me. Did you guys see or have you used it all that Facebook has come and Twitter has come to Xbox 360? I signed up for the Twitter thing. I sent one message and I was like, well, I don't have a chat pad on this controller. I'm done. Yeah, that I was, was pretty much it. I got in that early program and I, I loaded them both once to show them around the office and to say, oh, this is kind of cool. And then uh, that's it. I'll never visit those two sections of my Xbox Live again. Probably. Yeah, I've also <laughs> stopped using Facebook. My My aunt added me to Facebook. And then a week later, my dad and mom sent me requests, and I was like, yep, done with Facebook. Yeah, I bet. Wow, speaking of your aunt adding you to Facebook, I found out last week that my mom listens to the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, no kidding. She was not, yeah. After all it's that gonna, stuff about Jeff's youth, it's going to be an interesting Christmas, <laughs> I think. Have you talked to her since the podcast? Briefly. <laughs> well, I think we all need time to cool off. <laughs> yeah, Thanksgiving should be fun, right? Yeah, well... It's like, as I always told her growing up when I would do something dumb and get caught in it, that uh, she gave birth to me and parented me through life, therefore is ultimately responsible. So any bad decision wow. I made just reflects poorly on her as a parent. <laughs> when do you think that the fascination with boners hit for you? Like, what, what, what happened? Oh, God, I don't know. That's a great question. I um, was, I somewhere, was... somewhere in my 20s, I think. I was helping my father. Set up his new <laughs> iMac. I, my, my dad, I wanted to bring him into the current decade of computing. And so I went to North Carolina where my dad lives and got him an iMac. And we set it up so he could video conference with us and talk to my son, my, the kids, because Jack uses his uh, video conferencing. Talks to me at work all the time. Asks me how to, how to get past the level on Indiana Jones. Shows you Legos. Yeah, shows me Legos that he's made for the day. And so I thought this would be great to get my dad to do that as well. So we set it up. I'm not kidding. There were files on his computer from 1996. Wow. And I had to go to him and say, are you going to use this ever? You know, does this, is this important to you? Because archiving all of this stuff and organizing it. One of my favorite things in the world to do is organize files. Like our raid and make organize. Oh, you went nuts and for that. One of, that your, awesome. one of your other favorite things to do is get mad when people touch your archives. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. When people, mess, when people mess with my archives and backups, one of the reasons why I bought a Mac laptop is one person, after fighting Mac for years and years, someone showed me Time Machine. And I said, I'm done. That's it. Yeah. And this thing backs yeah. up on its own yeah. and does everything that I do all the time anyway. Fell in love with it. Anyway, so I'm setting up my dad's video conferencing. And I wanted to set it up in a way that would be very easy for him to do. Like hit a button to accept and all that. So in order to test this, 
I connect to Jeff back at the office because I'm in North Carolina. I said, hey, Jeff, you're on, right? And he said, yeah, I'm here. I said, hey, can you help me test my video conferencing really quick? Because, yeah, I don't have a camera, but I can hear your audio. I said, that's great. So I hit connect, and one of the things I set up was that it announces in that Mac voice when somebody connects so my dad will know that it's even connected properly. Are you about to give Jeff's aim name away? <sighs> yes. You can give the second part of it away. <laughs> I, I, will, I won't tell you the first part, but let's just say magnificent, okay? So I hit connect, and it said, magnificent boner has connected. <laughs> and Jeff, all he hears from our end is my wife go, oh, well, that's nice. And... <laughs> You know, I she said, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so we're all, we're, my my dad and his wife are crowded on this computer. My my senior citizen father, and uh, then we have this magnificent boner has connected. So, and you're you're in his history now forever. That yeah. he, one of his recent buddies is magnificent boner, which by the way. I'm sure there is a magnificent boner on AIM. It is not Jeff. Yeah, my name my, my name's actually much more clever than magnificent more boner. More of a mediocre boner. <laughs> but it is dot 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 boner. <laughs> it is something something boner. <laughs> it is one of the varieties of boner. Which on is AIM. every computer periphery or peripheral I have has something boner. That is true. Title. That is true. There's been a lot of Mexican food lately. Like my That's hard drive is called that. Nachos. I think my, my time machine's called Taco Salad. Yeah, I don't like, know why. My iPhone is Boner Pod. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it also shows up in our share list. Yeah, it does. For like your <laughs> iTunes library shows up. It's like, hey, look, here's Boner's iTunes library. Why don't you connect to that and listen to some of that Boner music? <laughs> so you were telling me that Xbox on Xbox Live this week that Call of Duty is three of the top four titles. Yeah, dude. They on Major Nelson's list yesterday posted that on the week of November ninth. I, this is crazy. I, I anticipated this happening, but I didn't think they would get in the top five. I figured you'd see three in the top ten. I would think that that Modern Warfare Two would just destroy, you know, take all the users from the other two games. But right, number one, obviously, Modern Warfare Two. Number two was still Call of Duty Four. Number three was Halo Three, and number four was World at War. I Jesus. can't believe it's three of the top four titles. Well, you know what that says to me? If Call of Duty Four is number two, what's that? That says the boycott's working. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen those images, right? Yeah. Where it's like the list of people playing. Yeah, it's uh, what Jack is talking about. There's groups, I guess, on some PC. I think NeoGAF or something like that. Something like I, that. I don't know who it is. It's one of these PC sites where you can sign up and make groups, and there's a left, or excuse me, a, <laughs> I'm getting all my boycott groups mixed up. It's a Modern <laughs> Warfare 2 boycott group, because they were upset because the PC version of Modern Warfare 2 does not allow dedicated servers, and you have to go through Infinity Ward or whoever they use. And in that group, the day of launch... They had the list of all the users, and 90% of them yeah. were playing Modern <laughs> Warfare 2. Yeah, and easily. I saw it on Dig, and the title was, Guys, this is why they don't take video games boycotts seriously. Yeah, yeah it was, you're all playing. Pretty fucking funny. And the funny thing is, you know that none of those people would be ashamed of that. No, they wouldn't even see it. They, they would say, Well, I want to play it. What am I going to do? Yeah. Hey, I mean, hey, I mean, it's like, what am I going to do? Not play the game? Yeah. Everyone else is playing it. Fuck, am I going to be the one guy that doesn't play it? What am I going to do, stick to my guns? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what am I going to do, have some integrity? <laughs> I like that all the guys sound the same. Yeah. <laughs> we all went to that accent. That's the, uh, well, you know, there's two voices online. There's that and there's the 13-year-old voice, yeah. which yeah. I can't do anymore. So, it's that guy. <laughs> I get news for you, you do it every day. <laughs> <laughs> the 13-year-old yeah. screaming voice? God damn it! Uh, <laughs> this is bullshit! Another interesting Modern Warfare thing with Xbox Live, not only was it three of the top four, but for the first time in history, last week, Xbox Live hit 2 million concurrent users, yep. which is, is an impressive feat. But And I think what you're going to say is you, yeah. I would have thought they would have hit that a long time Me ago. Me too. 20 was, million users, right? I was surprised to hear that that's 
but it's still it's still ten percent of people that use Xbox Live worldwide were on at the same time, and I guess that's pretty impressive. They had a big party at Microsoft. Uh, Major Nelson posted some Twitter photos of it. They were all playing Modern Warfare Two on the Xbox, but not on the PlayStation. I mean, because their servers crashed. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, because they don't maintain their own servers. But, they pay, hire but some paying third fifty dollars a year is bullshit. What are you talking about? Yeah, like why would I pay fifty dollars a year for a, to Xbox Live? <laughs> That's gone to do down. what I could do on the PlayStation for free. That's gone down, what, twice in the past five years, I think? Yeah. Or seven years? Well, there's been instances, too, of games launching on the 360 and being broken, for whatever reason. Battlefield 1943 was busted for a day and a half. No. Yeah, that's and, true. And that, they only sold a million copies of that game. So and they, they couldn't keep up with the demand. And yeah. they couldn't keep up with that demand. And w- So what was the problem there? Was the problem EA or was the problem Xbox Live? I'm I don't, I don't know. I'm sure it's actually. a little both. I'm sure, you know, if you're a company about to release a big multiplayer game like that, you've got to prep. Or you've got to be, like, you know, working with Microsoft to make sure you have enough servers or bandwidth or whatever, right? I mean, I know that Xbox has a very stringent certification process. Yeah. At least for the yes, games. Yes, yes. I've, I've been in that process. Have you really? When you worked in the... Uh, I worked... Yeah, when I worked for Aspire. I, I can say the name. Yeah, we, we did Supreme Commander. And I, I just sit there and watch them go back and forth. Because Supreme Commander, it was a PC port. And it was a very, very processor-intensive game. So we kept running into frame rate issues. And Microsoft kept sending it back to us. Being like, all right, no, fix this. And it was huge pain in the ass. But No, but it's good. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, and Microsoft doesn't even have that weird, like, Microsoft certified seal of approval that Nintendo has, which apparently means nothing. Well, sure. the, the quality symbol thing? Microsoft, or Nintendo stopped doing that a while ago. Oh, did they really? The, the seal of quality? Good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're, I don't think they can anymore. Yeah. Because no one knows what that means, because... The Hasbro party games or whatever, you're not going to well, put it on that, right? Just we has some of the, I mean, they're just garbage titles. I mean, just you put it in, you play it. It's like, what am I? Who who looked at this game and yeah. wanted to make this available? But then you see something like Extraction, which is a fantastic game, and it does horrible on the Wii. You mean Dead Space Extraction, yeah, Dead Space Extraction. Be- nobody's gonna. Th- that game is not for Wii gamers. You know, they want to play like My Pretty Pony and shit like that because it's a toy. They don't want to play scary horror games. Yeah, it's well, just the, it's a wrong market. The problem has come now is that if there's a cross-platform game, and you really want to play it. You're probably not going to buy it for the Wii. No, absolutely not. No. If you're given the choice, I, th- I think a lot of people own the Wii and something else at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see, like, what's the subset of Wii owners that also have another platform? We should we should make a poll. <laughs> I'm sure that would be accurate. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, beyond, I mean, like, I, I own all three systems, but I mean, my my assumption would be the majority of people would own a 360 and a Wii that have more than one system. Just on numbers alone, probably you're right. Yeah, probably because you know, there's more 360s on the market, and you know everyone has a Wii. I think. Yeah, I've been told recently by my wife that we are buying a Wii. Why? Well, I vowed to never own one. Borrow a Wii. Yeah, right. Borrow a Wii. Well, I guess I didn't know this, but I guess my wife was a real big fan of a boy in his blob growing up, and oh, yeah. remaking it for the Wii. And she found out about that, and she's latched onto it. So she really, really, really wants to play it on the Wii. I was a big fr- fan of Crazy Climber. Growing up, that's a really old arcade game, sure. and I saw they made a Japanese Wii version of that, and I could import it. Just well, not going to do it. No, nope. Well, they've got that like the arcade thing, or what, what is it called on the Wii? Like the the version of Xbox Live Arcade or PSN? I forget what that is called, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and they, they've got quite a few games in there. A lot of old classic arcade stuff too. You can get like Super Mario. Yeah, yeah, you got you a lot get of, all the Mario's. A lot of Sega stuff in there too. I think. Yeah. Although you can get. You can get a lot of Sega games on Xbox Live now, too. That's true. They've got, like, 12 Sega games. Which, I mean, like, as being a gamer my whole life, like, playing any Sonic game on a Nintendo system is still weird to this day. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It is really weird. Because remember back in the day, it was, was, you know, what uh, Genesis have, what Nintendo don't. 
Remember that? It's clever. No. no. I, I, I yeah, no, the welcome that. to the next level. Yeah, I was a uh, I was a gen, I was a Sega kid growing or, up. I was a yeah. Nintendo kid. Well, it, you didn't have the luxury in my neighborhood of affording both, <laughs> so it was like one kid would be like, "I'll get the Nintendo, you get the Sega, and then we'll have everything." And so that's what we did. But I I had a Master System and a Genesis. Yeah. Nice. You know, and we talked about the failure rate of 360s and how that doesn't seem to really we don't seem to really care about that, and it doesn't seem to have had a major impact other than this cultural thing about the Red Ring. Um, the Nintendo Entertainment System, which everybody had, did anyone have one that didn't fail eventually? No. Wait, and it's the, become, over time, it's become this kind of kitschy cultural touchstone for everyone. Of, hey, blow on the controller, that's funny and cute. They have t-shirts of it. Yeah. When you were trying to play the game, and you were trying to get it to just work, that wasn't funny and cute at the time. You, no, dude, you could spend 45 minutes trying to get Zelda to work. And yeah. you would do it. And it's your, it's your weekend, and you would do it, you know? And you'd be like, God, my bedtime's in an hour now. What the fuck? What am I going to do? Yeah, you'd be screaming. and you know, like, Did you ever get, like, the alcohol swabs? That was like, you like, get alcohol, dip a Q-tip in it, and, like, yep. wipe the little connectors and stuff? Like, we were intense about it, man. And everybody did it. Oh, everybody yeah, everybody yeah. knows what you're and, talking and about. And everyone had their own technique, too. Right. It was like, blow on it, then he pushed in, pop it up, push it in, pop it up, push it in. Power, 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 and then it would work. You know, like everyone had their own sort of specific thing. And imagine if you had to do that with a 360. If you had to, like, oh, I got the red ring, so I'm going to spend the next 45 minutes, like, pushing the tray in and out, in and, and out. Something dumb, <laughs> like, like, I'm going to wrap it in a wrap towel. Wrap it in a towel. <laughs> but it does, it does go to show, like, there's not a long lasting negative impact for the Nintendo brand because everybody's NES failed. Yeah. Everybody's. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was probably the first failed product that most kids had or most people in their lives had. Where I had Nintendo, it worked for a year, and then suddenly, the sp- go, go figure, the spring-loaded mechanism to hold the contacts together just suddenly failed. Do you, do you think that's why uh, Windows did so well? Even with all the failures and crashes, people were just sort of used to working with like Nintendos and having that sort of basic failure at all times that he's got used to it? No, I just think, uh, you can't, I don't think you can come up with a piece <laughs> of technology that doesn't have some kind of problem. I mean, there's yeah. problems with technology. It's yeah. like... Growing up, I didn't know a single person who owned an Atari that had a joystick with the rubber thing still on it. You know? Everybody played yeah. on the white part because it ripped off after three weeks. <laughs> they played Decathlon and ate a hole in their hand. What was the game you played a lot as a kid uh, on the Atari? On the Atari? It was Laser Blast was my game. I mean, I, it's funny. I just had this conversation with Griffin the other day. I had to show her Laser Blast videos. That was it. Laser Blast, uh, yeah, Laser Blast and Combat were... That's all I You about. actually complained about Fable 2 being repetitive. <laughs> when Laser Blast, let me describe this game. Laser Blast is you're a yellow saucer. Yes. A, a spaceship saucer. Yeah. And you have a laser gun, and you can shoot down and diagonal. And diagonal to both the directions. Right. You, you did go to the left, too, I think. <laughs> and you're floating in the sky, and then there's green, quote-unquote, grass, which is just blocks of pixels on the bottom of the screen. And on the grass are... Three tanks. Yeah. And they're shooting at you. You shoot the three tanks, one hit, and you kill them, and they blow up. Then when you shoot those three tanks, the screen scrolls to the left, <laughs> and there's three more tanks. Yeah. <laughs> and you just repeat that until you're dead. For two, like, for two or three hours. Does it get more difficult, or is it always no. the... <laughs> it's, it's a little, fucking, yeah. They, sure, it's a little, like, they move a little... Well, they don't move. Nobody moves, but <laughs> they, they can react faster and stuff. Yeah, but it's just... Eventually, you hit the threshold. It's like uh, one time when I was a kid, I and I had my... Master System, I wanted to see how long I could play Hang On. And I played Hang On for six hours. Jesus. Just the same. Like, after you beat the game, it just loops. And you just go and go and go. And it just, like, never ends. And then that didn't bother me at all. If my kid played Laser Blast today and 
wanted to keep playing for more than five minutes, I would be concerned. <laughs> I, he had I some sort say, of like, <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's like, you've been playing Laser Blast for an hour, you you realize it's just those three tanks, right? You're just going <laughs> to shoot those three tanks. You're nervous, your kid's turning like Rain Man or something like and that. And you probably played, oh, 60, 70 hours? Yeah, a ton. I, it got, there was like a, I don't remember what the magazine was, but there was a thing where you could like post your high score and send it in, <laughs> and I had my mom take a picture of me next to my high score. I wish I remembered what it was or if I had the photo, and we mailed it in. And... It was 50. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I never heard anything back, but I had the... I had a higher high score than any I had seen published, and I was always I was I would go to the mailbox every day after school and be like, "Is today the day I get certified?" <laughs> have you ever been? Never to, heard. Have you been to the Twin Galaxies website, the sort of uh, the official high score keepers on the internet of no. old arcade games and stuff? If you look at some of those scores, there I've beaten some of those scores, but I guess you have to have a judge or whatever to watch you. Yeah, like uh, I was looking. I, I have a Tron machine, like a, a full upright stand up Tron machine arcade game. And um, I was looking at the scores, and like with literally within like twenty minutes of playing, I beat one of like their top five scores. Really? Or, yeah. And I was like, oh, well. I mean, like the first one was like so far ahead of anyone else, but it was like, yeah. I don't, I don't know if like people are shooting videos of this or what. But... Why don't you go there and do that then for an achievement? Go. You have to go to the game, the arcade, and play there. Right? That's not, it's the arcade. Of, it's in the Northeast, right? Where was that place at? It, it's in King of. I think Kong. it was in Florida. Wasn't no, it? no. There's one in Hollywood, Florida. That's the one near. Uh, Billy, what's his what's his name? Yeah, the Billy Bad Hair guy, the awesome tie, US, hot, USA hot guy. Billy, not Billy, Billy Zane, right? That's it, Billy Zane. Sure, why not? <laughs> Billy Mitchell, Billy Mitchell, that's what it was. So anyway, what, what were we saying? I, I why don't you go there and uh, I, I was I was watching, I was looking at you doing the website stuff. I'm looking at the location of the Twin Galaxies arcade. For well, you. they don't really have like, there's not an official arcade, but there's like one location they go every year, and it's like you can set a high score here, and that's where. Uh, what's his name? Steve Weeby set the, or he got the kill screen, and everyone was walking around like, and that guy was like, "Oh, we're about to have a kill screen, about to have a kill screen." What Jack, what Jack is referencing is the King of Kong, which the movie. is one of the best documentaries ever. Fascinating. Movie. I'm pretty sure you can get it on Netflix streaming, right? I that, uh, that's that how I saw right. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you should absolutely watch it. It's a story about a guy, Steve Weeby, who is trying to set the record for the high score in Donkey Kong. Yes. And there's a guy who has the current high score. His name is Billy Mitchell. He's probably unintentionally one of the best villains in a movie of <laughs> Absolutely. all time. Absolutely. And it's just great. These guys who take video game scores very seriously. It's very, very funny. It's one, of, it's one of the most heartwarming documentaries I've ever seen. Like, by the end of it, it's like, you, you, th- this guy is one of the best guys in the world. And I've actually had the chance to meet him a few times since then. Like, he's come to the draft house before for a screening and... I, I saw him at, at uh, what, E3. E3, probably. Yeah. Actually, this this past E3, um, G4 had a bit where he was there trying to set the new Donkey Kong World record. And, like, Walter Day, who's the guy who runs Twin Galaxies, he was there in his ref's outfit and everything. And I saw, in person, uh, Steve Wiebe get to the kill screen in Donkey Kong, which was awesome. But he didn't break the record. He didn't break the record. But he still, like, how many, how many kill screens have been done in front of people? Like, maybe three or four ever in really? Donkey Kong. Yeah. What are you talking about? Kill screen is the old games. They would run out of memory yeah. at a certain point, and they could no longer handle the score, and it would kill screen. Yeah, it's not a score thing. It's more like no, the it's levels. Like, it's basically like your like the uh, the game sort of overflows information. I don't know what it is exactly. Basically, you take five steps forward, and then your character dies. It locks up. Yeah, and so like I got to see that in person, and he got close to the record. It was like I think it was like the fourth highest Donkey Kong score ever. Which he's got like one in three, or no, he's got two in three because Billy Mitchell still has the high score. Really, he does. Yeah, he he retook it. He he took it live too. Hmm. Yeah, it's a big deal whether it's live or taped or yeah. something like that. Yeah, and they have to make sure the machine, like they have this whole rigorous process of like 
if this has been a tampered machine or whatever. She'll watch the movie. Yeah, uh, watch, watch we'll, the movie. I'll explain. It's it's fantastic. It's called King of Kong. We highly recommend it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when we talk about that kind of stuff, of how you would get high scores in video games and arcades, we didn't have the internet back then either. Nope. So there was no way to communicate that. And when I think about, we talked about Nintendo's breaking, that was another thing where every kid knew to blow on the cartridge. Every kid in America knew that. And how did that information spread? I guess word of mouth, right? It's like there were never kids in Boston who, who said, yeah, all our Nintendo's broke and we didn't know what to do. It's like, dude, you just blow on it and that's it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you'll fix it. You have to blow on it for 45 minutes, but that works. They, and, had to, they had to wait for somebody's cousin to come visit for the summer <laughs> to find out. And that's how information spread. I yeah. wonder – there'd be it's lost to history, but I wonder how long it took that information – to spread. Who was, who was like patient zero? That was the first kid. <laughs> like, like I'm going to blow in this thing. And then, oh shit. And then spreads it to his friend. And You, you, you know that there's some 28-year-old dude somewhere who says, that was me. That I was, was me. I was the first blower. I was the originator. And then the other thing Jeff talked about too with uh, Laser Blast was an Activision game. Yeah, that, that yeah brand, it was Activision. That brand has been around forever. Another good example. They were a third-party developer for Atari. All the other games that came out were Atari games, and then suddenly there was another developer called Activision. Yeah. Well, and the cartridges looked cooler. Do you remember that? Yeah. They yeah, looked better, yeah. and they were better games. Can you name the other big third-party Atari developer? Oh, uh, was it uh, <clears throat> was it Trade West? It was – they made well, – I think tra- they were Nintendo. Nintendo. It was Imagic. Oh, Imagic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. They, they had Demon Battle. Well, Activ- Activision spawned from Atari, right? It was like a bunch of developers right. and programmers who left Atari to make their own company. I believe so. And you yeah. know, the Atari brand, that even that's around today, that's not the real Atari. No. That's, they, not, that's not Bushnell's company, right? Bushnell created Atari. That was Infogrames that bought them. Yeah. And yeah. they just bought the name and just started using the Atari name again. Yeah. Which is kind of cool to see it around, but I didn't know they had, that, that that had happened. What properties do they still have left? Atari? Atari. Atari. They got Spy Hunter, right? Did they do Shinobi? Or no, was that? No, Shinobi was Sega. Sega. Was it, it was the... Oh, God, I love that game. It, Such a great I game. I just remember the, the throwing star yeah. level. God, that was so awesome. You know, you can get that on... Uh, I think it's it's either on the Wii or... It's on it's Xbox Live. It's, on Xbox it's, Live? it's yeah. never going to be the same. I, I remember there was an HGB in North Austin that's now <laughs> sitting where... Or it's underneath where a Best Buy is now. That as a kid, my parents would go... My parents would take me to HGB. My dad would sit there, watch me play arcade games. My mom shopped. And that, those are some of the best memories of my life. I can tell you the exact location where I played my first video game ever. It was a Skag store up in North Austin off Anderson Mill and 183. What's Which? a Skag store? It, well, it's, it was like a grocery store. Like a, uh, People uh, probably wonder what the hell H-E-B is. H-E-B is a grocery store here in yeah, Austin. Yeah. Like Kroger or, or Ralph's, whatever. Or Albertsons or QFC. Whatever. <laughs> QFC, where's that? That's in Seattle. What are they in Canada like that? Do you know? I don't know. I think they just hunt their own food up there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What you're talking about, though, is something that we actually mentioned earlier. We had a conversation about in that era of arcade games, as a kid, you knew you had a map in your head where every arcade game was. Absolutely. And you knew if I go to this mall, they'll have those games in the game room there in the arcade. There was a Ninja Turtles at the Mr. Gaddy's. At the pizza place were huge. They always had the four-player ones, the, the pizza places. I knew how far it was to bike to certain places, and you'd have to get up with your friends on a Saturday morning and say, how bad do we really want to play <laughs> off-road? Do we really want to ride our bikes 15 miles? Yeah, okay, let's do it. Let's huh? go. We'll, I had, we'll be there in four hours. I had four buddies. We would get on our dirt bikes, and we would go play Cyberball. At this one oh, convenience wow. store all the time. And that was another thing, too. Convenience stores had video games. Yep. It was a dedicated part of every convenience store where they would have video games. I can't recall the last time I walked into a convenience store and saw a video game in there. 
I spent so much time true, in, in our local convenience store because they had Rostan. Some convenience stores had Rostan. had dedicated rooms of three or four games. Did you ever have convenience stores around you like that? Yeah, and you know what's interesting about that is those have been – you see that a lot in the southeast, mm-hmm. uh, like in North Carolina, South Carolina, those areas. And those have all been retrofitted now to be gambling stations. Yeah, like, they have gaming. They have 24-hour yeah. gaming rooms now, and they just basically moved all the arcade games out and put in like slot machines. By the way, I played the gaming stuff in Fable 2. You want to kill yourself. <laughs> I did one thing in there where I had to win. <clears throat> I thought I had to play pub games to get uh, the trick. dog flip, yeah. I think. And I think it was actually the, the, the hat, hat, head, and mustache or whatever the hell it is okay. <laughs> to get that. But it was the same thing. We're talking about the same thing here. I had to win a – I forget what the name of the game is in what they call it, the little variant in Fable 2. But essentially, I had to win a slots tournament. <sighs> which is just pressing A over and over again yeah. until you win. And that was so friggin' frustrating. Yep. And then I come to find out that I didn't even need to do it. Yeah, how do you... Because you get that in the DLC just easily, right? Oh, like right away. Yeah. The, the, the second DLC, you talk to a guy, and he just gives you the stuff that you had to work for. Yeah. It's just like Warcraft, right? You work your ass off to get this armor or whatever it is, and Gus isn't here to talk about it. And then the moment the new expansion comes out, everything you get, like that a bear drops. A bear happens to have a helmet <laughs> that's, worth, that's worth ten times what your best helmet was in the previous game. Right? Isn't that the No, that's absolutely have? true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, like people would like spend, you know, weeks running through like RFC to get some tier whatever gear it was back then. Like tier five gear, I guess. And then the expansion comes out and it's all worthless. And you, you can pick up green drops that are better than it, you know? <laughs> I accidentally killed a rabbit that had tier eight armor. <laughs> Hey, speaking of that, I have one quick Fable 2-related question, and you can cut this out of the podcast if it's too boring. But the uh, the demon door that needs cheese, is there's no way to short like to shortcut that, right? I just have to go through and do the shitty process of going and collecting all the clothes and getting my Yeah, but back. you should ask him before you try to get the clothes. Yeah. Because if you get the clothes and the hint he, guys... He's too smart for you. No, he'll, he'll just say, he'll see what you're wearing and say, I want other stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's so, got like a second set of clothes. Yeah, just ask him first. I, right. made, I made that mistake. I have no idea what you guys are talking we're, about. We're talking about in Fable 2, there's these doors. It's actually very cool. It's something like out of Labyrinth. You've seen Labyrinth? Oh, of course I've seen Labyrinth. Where Jennifer Connelly's so hot. There's these stone she doors. Like 15, dude. So hot. That's terrible. So hot. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll come back to this in a second. Okay. The demon door, they have these faces. They almost look like stone Zeus faces with the long flowing hair. Does one tell the truth and one lies? No, but they no. come they come alive and the face comes out in 3D and it's a very cool effect. It's it's one of the cooler things in Fable even though it's not a bigger part of the game, but it's uh I it was fun. And you have to do dumb shit to get They it basically open. You, op- you they open it up and then there's like another tiny map and in that map there's a present in it for you. And it's one of those things where I don't know if you noticed this, but that's one of the achievements opening all the demon doors. There's eight of these things, or excuse me, nine of them all across the Fable landscape. And that's one of those things that was originally not an achievement in the game. And in the it's part of the DLC. Oh, is that DLC? It's DLC. I didn't even it's realize. DLC achievement. Huh. And that just makes sense, you know. There's always stuff in games that I'm surprised. Why isn't this an achievement? Right. Like collecting all these things or doing all of these things. And sometimes games just don't put that in, That where you just do everything else and you get achievements for little stuff like annoying a bandit or yelling at a guy. Yeah. There's, an, there's achievements that. in Assassin's Creed. I'm playing Assassin's Creed 2 right now. And at first, looking at the achievement list, it didn't look like there was going to be any collectibles as far as, like, in the in the first one, it was all the flags, right? So in this one, um, there are feathers that are hidden out through or hidden throughout <laughs> the world, but there's no achievements tied to getting all 100 feathers. And it uh, turns out, after you get the 100 feathers, you get a cape, and there's achievements tied to that cape. Yeah. 
So it's like you have to get all the feathers to get the cape, to get the achievement. So it's like, yep, might as well just go ahead and say, hey, you have all the feathers. Well, yeah, Brutal Legend was like that, too, with some stuff. Like, there were collectibles you had to get in the game that you didn't need, but you needed to get the 100% achievement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But, oh, God. So, well, anyway, we're making new maps. Hey, maps! <laughs> Since we're just we're talking about Brutal Legend, this goes back to a game I didn't play. I didn't play Brutal Legend because I just kind of missed it. And sure. I will play it, I'm sure, eventually. Uh, but Borderlands, you were telling me that Borderlands is now the fastest-selling IP of the year. That's what they Gearbox announced, yeah. it. Uh, I think it did something like 450,000 units in the first week. Which is pretty impressive for a new IP, but also like you forget about that. That like I started thinking, well, that that can't be true because of oh fuck. Can you name new IP? I can name yeah. two. I can name two new IP games this year that were a big deal. In other words, everything's a sequel. Everything is a sequel or adapted. I can't think of anything. Prototype. Either. Well, I can think of three. Prototype, Brutal Legend, and I think Infamous for the PS3 was a was new IP as well. Yeah. And that's it. That's all. That's all I can remember playing this year. That weren't sequels. Man. I mean, hell, look, we're playing, I'm playing Left 4 Dead 2 right now, he's playing Assassin's Creed 2 right now, and Lego, we're playing Fable 2, Lego Indiana Jones you're playing Lego out. Indiana Jones 2, I just played ODST, just played ODST, Modern Warfare 2 just came out, Yeah. Mass Effect 2 is on the way, Bioshock 2 is on the way, it's all sequels. Yeah. That's yeah. really weird. Really, really interesting. You know, in the Modern Warfare 2 boycott, it's funny because the PC gamers are getting even more livid. Have you heard about some of the error screens that come up on no. Modern Warfare 2? No. There's an error screen that comes up um, if your playlist is out of date, and it literally says, your playlist data is older than the hosts. Restart the game or connect to Xbox Live in order to get new playlist data. Oh. <laughs> Oops. So, I, dear PC gamer, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, and I guess the complaint is that the, the PC version is now a port of the console version. Well, that's the way the world's going, though. It, it certainly is. If isn't it, it wasn't for Blizzard, PC gaming would be totally dead. Oh, uh, yeah, you you have to put in Valve there. Well, oh, well. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, Steam is a is a big deal. Yeah, uh, and uh, but yeah, no. If it wasn't for like, really, it's Blizzard and Valve, right? If you're a PC gamer, you play Blizzard and Valve games. Yeah, that is correct. Which is funny. Obviously, World of Warcraft, but yeah. discounting MMOs because you know that's a whole separate thing. Like, what are people excited about? Diablo is coming out. Starcraft is coming out. Anything else? Well, I, I'm, I'm only thinking of MMOs. Someday, Half Life Episode Three will come out. Yeah, yeah, StarCraft. Yeah, I can't. I really can't think of anything else. The cool thing about PCs is now the casual gaming thing is getting huge on it's PCs. True. Although iPhone's going to take that away from PCs. Yep. Yeah, because iPhone is just that's a killer well, I mean, platform for ca- casual gaming. I mean, I haven't played a computer. I haven't played a game on my computer in years until I picked up WoW. I, I literally like, like I, I like sitting on my couch and playing games with a nice surround sound and a comfortable area. I played Left 4 Dead 2 at Valve on PCs, and these were obviously very nice PCs to play them on. That was, it looked like an, almost like an entirely different game. Dude, it's gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah, Jack and I got to play it as well at that, at this MS yeah. event we went to. Beautiful. I just can't bring myself to get back into buying PCs for gaming. You know, that's just, it's just you, too much to keep up with you, and too much money. Yeah. You're going to pay more for the video card than you would for an Xbox. Yep. Yeah. And then that video card's going to be great for about eight months. And hopefully it works for every game. Yeah, and hopefully it works for every game. Yeah. I still, like, when I was a big, when I was first really got into WoW, I had the most trouble with NVIDIA cards on my PCs and WoW. Yeah. Like, they would overheat, they would go through all these problems. I was constantly fighting these two NVIDIA cards I had. And there was just no support, no help anywhere. Yeah. I mean, for the price of a nice gaming PC, you can buy a 360 and an LCD TV. Yeah. Like a really nice TV. And it's you like, get a lot of different stuff on it, too. Although yeah, on a PC, you can, also, you get you can use your TV too. for whatever And else, you can rent video games for That's your true. console. That is true. You can go play any game yeah. in the world for a, for, a, for a week for $5. And, uh, you know, it, it is a 
for gaming, it is a nice you put it in, you know it's going to work. And you're going to have with Xbox Live, you're going to have a very streamlined, homogenous experience, which I think is good for gaming. Where yeah. sometimes we get a PC game, it's just it's server after server, and you know you can't even read half the shit because they use those ridiculous characters. They're, they're still living in ASCII land, you know, trying to <laughs> trying to be cool with the with the you know Greek letters in the name of their server. And then you get in and it's like, well, what am I playing? I'm playing like a version where there's no walls and yeah. You know, I, yeah. Used to, I used to run into that all the time playing the original Unreal Tournament, which was. Like my favorite FPS back in the day, and it would be like, "Oh, great! I'm playing the the map where I'm tiny and everything's huge, and I'm fighting around a coffee cup. That's what I want to do for the next 15 minutes." <laughs> Fucking retarded. Oh, before I forget about it, did you see the article? I think like UK Times or something like that, where a guy who was banned or his Xbox got bricked because of Microsoft when they went through and killed all the hacked machines. Yep. UK, I think it was UK Times. It was a UK paper. I know they gave this guy a column. To write about how he was pissed off at Microsoft that they would break his Xbox just because he was downloading illegal games. And they, <laughs> gave, they gave him the space. Like, here you go. Have fun. And this kid's, like, basically trying to defend himself, saying, you know, this is wrong what Microsoft did. Yeah, I was stealing games, but still it's wrong what they did. Sure, I modified my Xbox, but come on. Yeah, but like, do you have any idea how long it took me to earn the money to, to buy the Xbox? To, you know? So that I could break the warranty and fucking... <laughs> Modify it to play well, stolen games. Yeah. Like, no, I, I like. I sincerely wish, like, instead of just like banning these people or IP banning these machines or whatever the Mac banning, whatever they're doing to these machines, I wish they bricked them. Like, literally, just broke the machine. Like, oh no! Like, there was a, a code they could trigger that would say your Xbox no longer works. Like, it, like personally, so, so that's not what they're doing. They're not bricking. No, them. no, no. Like, they're they're setting it where if that tries to connect to Xbox Live, you just can't ever from any account ever. Basically, the network adapter in that. Xbox can't connect yeah. to Xbox Live. Like, I, I'm, I'm assuming, it, like, I know it, it must happen that when you connect to Xbox Live, you're also sending some serial number information to Xbox Live. Uh-huh. Yeah, some sort of a MAC address probably. Yeah, because when we've done, like, the, we've gotten beta stuff for some of the updates, and we, you know, it'll be like, what's your, what is your serial? So, obviously, Microsoft's getting that. So, they say when this machine connects, just, we're not going to let them connect. As opposed to breaking the machine, which, I, you know, I, I wish that. I, honestly, like, as someone who's, so, I, I hate pirating games that much. I wish they'd like, fuck them, just break it. Well, you know, I mean, we talked about Modern Warfare 2 being essentially a PC port of the console game. That just makes sense as a developer. They don't have this ability on PC, and we read the article by the guy from Crisis where he said the ratio of purchased games to pirated games being played online, because they can see all that information, he said it could be as high as 1 to 20. Jesus. That's 95% piracy, more than 95% On piracy. servers that they have to maintain. Wait, was, yeah. that, was, that, was that Crisis or the Demigod? I think that was Chris Taylor from uh, Gas Power Games. Was, was that it? what that was? I oh, think so. I'm I trying to look it up right now. He, he's talked about it, I know for sure. And actually, I've met him. He's a really cool guy. And he was he's all about, like, you know, for Demigod, they didn't put any sort of protection or any DRM or anything on there. It said, you know, we'll release this because everyone's so anti-DRM. And it turns out... They were, they were having issues where it was literally like one, like one out of ten people were trying to connect to the servers that actually had a legit copy. Yeah. Like, and they were killing the servers that way. That's, for the, that's horrible. For the people that are trying to play with legit copies. Yeah, right? that's exactly. A, that's a great way to repay a video game company for making you an awesome game by bankrupting them overnight. Yep. Like, hey, nobody's going to buy your game, and also we're going to run your servers into the ground while you try to support them. And, and, they're, mad at you. and they're mad at you for it. Yeah, and they're like, wow, these fucking servers suck. I can never get a game. It's so yeah. laggy. Well, I mean, everyone sort of has that point where, or maybe not everyone. I know I had a point where I'm like, you know what? From now on, I'm not going to pirate stuff anymore. A new interview with Crytek CEO Savat Yearly. I completely pronounced no, it I wrong. No, I think I you got that. it right. Savat Yearly. 
has seen the crisis developer suggest that the ratio of legal to illegal copies of key PC titles could be as high as 1 to 20 as he discussed the past and future of the franchise. It's, it's so frustrating. Regarding the PC industry in general, Yearly speculated that the ratio... The, this is a ration here. That the ratio between sales to piracy is probably between 1 to 15 and 1 to 20. Quote, for one sale, there are 15 to 20 pirates and pirated version, and that's a big shame for the PC industry. He commented, it's a, it's gonna, it's a problem that's going to solve itself. Yeah. This, this, is, this is what's going to happen. You're going to get Xbox Live messages. They're going to make versions for Xbox and the dedicated consoles where they make an effort to have dedicated hardware that can have a piracy solution. And then the, there will be a market for PC, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to very quickly, and I would argue it probably already is there, it's going to be a secondary market. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, look, you talked about where the titles are coming out. StarCraft II, they've already eliminated land play for whatever yep. reason. You know, they want you to go through Battle.net. You're going to have to be online. You're going to have to authenticate. And pretty quickly down the pipe after that, you're going to have to have an account that you pay for for that developer. Yeah. Yep. Like you do with World of Warcraft. You know, I don't, what is, is does piracy exist for World of Warcraft? I No, I don't think I, so. There, there are, like, private servers, I know. But, I mean, that's something completely different. Like... I, I, I've heard of people actually owning their own servers and can connect, and like they have like free play World of Warcraft. But then again, it's like a few hundred people as to ten million or whatever, or eleven million, whatever the number is now. I'd be interested to see what the number actually is after the China thing that we talked about, because that was a, a big portion of their accounts were in China. Did you see the new Mr. T ad? No. So you remember the Mr. T ad? And they had an Ozzy Osbourne ad where it was like, yeah. know, I'm a what uh, or oak troll mohawk or something like that. They have it now where it's like uh, there's actually like a grenade. That turns like you can throw it at someone, and it turns that character into Mister T's character in World of Warcraft. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a new promotion thing. They just launched it. That's pretty gimmicky. I don't know how I feel about some of that stuff. Like they they added a uh, Starcraft pet into World oh, of yeah. Warcraft. That yeah. seems kind of odd to me. It seems Night Elf. Well, Warlock, that's what he was. To, that kind of stuff happens a lot. I mean, to be fair, there's Halo armor in Fable too, right? Is there? Yep. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh-huh. where is it? In Halo? I don't know, but I remember when it happened. It's called the. Uh, it's a name very similar to Halo. Like the Hello Armor or Hales uh, Hales Armor. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's basically. Oh, that's armor. interesting because I found a weapon that I felt looked a little bit like an assault rifle. Probably it. That's probably what it was. That's interesting. Yeah, I did. I didn't. I did not know that. Okay, anything else that we want to talk about? God, I don't think so. Can we talk about lunch because I'm fucking hungry. Hey, I thought you and I, were, Jack, were going to go see 2012 and get drunk and just yell at the top of our Let's lungs. Let's do it anytime well, something explodes. It's not shown at the South Lamar though. Like we can go to the village if you want to drive north. Village is nice. I go to Village really as, nice. as much as I go to South Lamar. It's about equidistant like from it. my house. I like Very that we're, o- we're only going to go to the Alamo. Oh, I yeah. like that. Why, why go anywhere else? The Alamo, I, the I Alamo is that. the best theater in Austin. Hey, if, in the, if, no, in the country. What and, am I saying? And if you go to the Alamo Village, you can see it in 4K. Oh, really? Yeah. 4K. Yeah, they have uh, four 4K screens up there. I'm not going to be able to go there. I'm not gonna they're, all, they're all 4K? Yeah. You're not going to go up there? I can't tell the difference between 4K and 2K. I'll go see the movie wherever, but... I'm not going to go see it because it's in 4K. I can't tell the difference either. Yeah, what but it's fun to say. Well, let's go to the village, get drunk, and yell when they blow up Vegas. Well, you can, you can't yell at Alamo, but well, you can cheer. I mean, sure, you, you can, cheer. can yell. <laughs> then, <laughs> throw me out. Then we can go punch Tim League's truck. <laughs> spin, <laughs> spin, on, spin on his windshield and get banned for life. Um, you know, I have actually been getting a lot of stuff on Blu-ray. I just lowered my Netflix account. I had the eight-disc account, which was, Jesus I think, $1,000 a month. I'm not sure. <laughs> so I, I lowered, after I realized I just had eight discs sitting in a drawer all the time, I finally lowered down to the, the standard three plan. 
And I'm not going to miss it because of streaming. And I wonder how many other people who have the higher level accounts are going to start doing that or just going down to two discs a month. I should, I should go down to one because it's basically just the whatever three kids movies does Millie want to watch today. Netflix that I'm paying for. Yep. And, and then, I just, I mean, I like her, but does she need three movies? <laughs> oh, before I, I never, if I put shit in the queue, it never makes it to my house. You know, Somehow Millie and Griffin manage that Netflix queue <laughs> and my stuff's like, like I want to watch like, I don't know, like day after tomorrow and it's fucking 65th in the queue somehow i put it i put it at number one yesterday and instead we get night at the museum again because i really wanted to see that <laughs> uh before i forget uh the alamo the highball the the new alamo bar they're having a data pop party which data pop is like the chiptunes guys the guys who make music with game boys and shit yeah sounds geeky it's cool as fuck though i saw it last year or at south by southwest earlier this year they had a big party and they're doing another one the end of November. I don't know the specific date. I want to say this is the 28th, like the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So if you're in Austin, it's it's definitely worth checking out. It's really, really cool. You know, when we started doing Red vs. Blue, we found out about Machinima kind of after the fact. We just thought, hey, let's make a movie with a video game. And we started doing that, and then we found out there was this thing called Machinima. Machinima at that point in time was, was very closely connected to that scene. Really? We, whenever we did events, there was this guy named Corey, a very cool guy. I remember he used to do stuff with 8-bit music. And it was people modifying chips in NESs. They, was, they also did it with dot matrix printers, right? Yeah, there was a guy who made music the, with dot yeah, matrix Yeah, that guy's up in Dallas. That's yeah. uh, uh, Tree Wave is that guy's name. Really fucking cool. And so, you know... Paul the, is his name. So for some reason, those two scenes were very closely connected. And then, you know, now Machinim has become this just... I mean, with the explosion of online video and everything else, it's like a totally different animal now. Yeah. I recently yeah. read that Vimeo now bans you can't upload video game footage anymore. Do we upload really? it to Vimeo? No. Yeah. Oh. Not to Vimeo, no. Okay. That you just can't do it. It's, they just said, look, there's too many video game videos out there, too many movies, too many Machinima stuff. Just please, no more video game stuff. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty interesting that a whole service is just saying wholesale ban on a genre that's, yeah, well, yeah, if, if you've never heard the of the world in the next 10 If years. you've never heard of chiptunes before, uh, look up Tree Wave, look up, uh, what is it, uh, BitShifter. BitShifter's fucking awesome. And uh, there's a few other guys. There's I'm, a guy. There's a guy down in Corpus who's incredible. I forget his name though. I'm gonna throw something in there because I have a friend who does something similar to that for a living. His name's John Michael. And uh, this last weekend, I went to a seminar. He makes robots, and uh, he gets him like he physically makes little robots that you move around and move dials and stuff, and it makes like weird noises. And people, there's like a whole scene apparently big in Japan and uh, Germany, and. They have bands that use these like little robots, and he makes a living at it. Is that where like, is that where they do like the live soldering and stuff, and it makes music as they're changing? Yeah, stuff they, around? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen some of that. Stuff. They and I went. He had like a seminar Sunday uh, to make a free noise making robot, so I went and checked it out, and it was like the most fun I've ever had in forty five minutes. And so check out Bleep Labs because that dude's pretty fucking Bleep awesome. Labs, cool. Yeah. And, yeah. he, and he almost you've took had, our cat. You've had some pretty boring 45-minute periods in your life. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. It's, it's really the cool. most fun you've ever had in 45 well, minutes. I'm not very technical, Jeff's and they were all like, woman. put this transistor <laughs> here for 45 and minutes. It. <laughs> it's, it's very... <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, well, but, uh, no, killer. it was really cool. I don't ever solder or fucking do that kind of stuff. Plus, I'm tone deaf, so you know, I stay away from music. But it was cool. It was you really want to try cool. whistling again before no, we end the podcast? Hey. Oh, and, of course, before Brandon beats us, we're supposed to mention that... iTunes store. iTunes has Trocadero's first two albums on it. Oh, hey, did you? Yeah. Did you, you up, up on iTunes, you, Trocadero, it's the uh, uh, Roses Are Red, which was the soundtrack for the Blood Gulch Blues, and, and then the they have a new album out. Mm-mm. Oh, that's not up there? That's not That's not up on iTunes yet, That, but you can get the new album, which is called Ghosts That Linger, in our online store. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're also selling Trocadero's new album, which is Ghosts That Linger, and then the Uggos soundtrack, which is a soundtrack from The Stranger Hood, is available in iTunes as well. We haven't done barbecue in a while. We should do barbecue. Are you buying? 
uh, sure. Hey, can I borrow like fifty bucks? We're we're in Austin, and there's nowhere to get barbecue anywhere near, nearby in downtown. All right. Well, Gus will return next week. He will be back from his little expedition in Northern California, and we will be back as well. I probably won't though. Jack won't be here. No. <laughs> Talk to you then. Bye.